Welcome to the Prophetic Collective Podcast. My name is Stacey Hillier, and I'm so excited that you've decided to join me and some of my friends from all walks of life as we chat about how the prophetic is purposed to build both the church and to break outside of her four walls into your world. We'll chat to prophetically minded people who are positioned in the marketplace, education, science and medical world, arts and entertainment, government, family and the church, all with the intention of equipping you to prophetically build and lead in the places and spaces that God has placed you. So let's get to it. Today, we are continuing our very exciting discussion with the one and the only Pastor Joel Field on prophetic musicianship. We had so much to chat through that we've decided to turn this podcast into part A and part B, and here you are in part B. So get your notebooks and your Bibles and your instruments ready because here we go. Welcome back, Joel. Thank you. Here we go. I want to talk about, can you tell us a story of when you've played something out and you've seen God fulfill the purposes of prophecy or you've seen people invited into the reality of what you've seen or what you've heard? Yeah, well, we've, you know, heard some incredible stories from people who've been listening, like you said, to the Stillness album. Um, And I don't know if we can share them here, but it's been amazing how God is using this simple offering to minister to people in all sorts of situations mm-hmm. and circumstances. Um, I'm struggling to think of, of specific examples right now where someone's like, for instance, come out to me after a service and said something like, man, when you played that, you know, I felt this happened in my heart. But, um, but you know, there's for sure been moments in services where I've played something over the congregation and, you know, because music is the language of the soul, yeah. I can see God working in people in a way that transcends the spoken word. Um, And actually one of the coolest things that that I get to do often here at NUMA is partner with the prophets, Um, you know, like yourself and Pastor Corey as as they give prophetic words to people, as you give prophetic words to people. Um, And, you know, we read examples of that in scripture as well. I don't see it as just providing, you know, the Holy Spirit pads yep. in the background as some people might would mm-hmm. relegate it to, yep. mockingly perhaps. Yep. Um, I'm, I believe that in that moment, we're actually ministering uh, both to the prophet mm-hmm. and to the receiver of that yep. prophetic word as well. So that's one of the coolest things that, that I, I get to be a part of and see uh, God using uh, this gifting in that space. I love that because we recently had a renowned prophet in our house. We had the privilege of him coming and prophesying over our staff, which is one of the beautiful things about the environment we're in here as Mm. a church. We're exposed to the prophetic a lot, high priority given to it as it should be biblically. It's one of the, the apostle and the prophet foundation of the church. And we want our staff to be be being built up, encouraged, consoled. And so we have prophetic presbytery fairly often And he was here and he was playing and normally he doesn't want keys playing with him, but he found it easy to work with you because you were actually playing what he was already seeing and hearing in heaven before he even uttered it, Mm. which is why it wasn't distracting to him because you weren't pushing and pulling against the spirit. You were ministering with him in the prophetic realm. One of the things we say a lot in all prophetic ministry, particularly as we're learning to prophesy and you guys are prophesying on your instruments, is follow the breadcrumb. Mm -hmm. So you talked about, or breadcrumbs, you talked about before, I take a moment, I breathe in, and then I play. I think one of the reasons people hesitate to deliver a prophetic word spoken 
sing one or play something is because they don't know the end before they start the beginning. Right. But that's not the normal way you will receive a prophetic word. Mm. You step out in faith in all Absolutely. spiritual gifts. And then it's like you come under the anointing that God can't help but reward faith. And then it'll keep building. It'll go somewhere you can't even imagine and that you certainly didn't see at the start. Have you experienced that? Yeah. Uh, like literally in those moments, I don't know what I'm going to play beforehand. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so often, I remember there's been times where I've, you know, come off stage off after those moments, and I won't even be able to recall what I just played. I yep. won't even be able to sing it back. Or sometimes I've come off, I don't even, I'll have to go and listen to that recording because I couldn't even play it back to you. Yep. Um, so it's not. Yeah, it's not just, oh, I remember playing this earlier in the week and it sounded cool. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And and just trying to, like you say, to pull out a box of tricks or anything yep. like that. I, yeah, just really rely on the Holy Spirit's inspiration in yep. that moment. And in that way, I can't take any credit for myself yep. because I, I just yielded myself in that moment to the Holy Spirit's lead in and then... I'm often surprised at the melodies that do come out, yep. um, you know, and what what does happen in those moments. And so it literally is sometimes just like you say, starting, just stepping out mm -hmm. and playing and allowing and following the Holy Spirit's lead then. Definitely, because if we are playing something that we've practiced earlier in the week or something that we've heard and we're repeating, that's actually not prophetic, that's spontaneous. Mm -hmm. So it might be that we've created a moment where we've got room to explore outside of a formed song, but it's not truly prophetic unless it's happening and being received and perceived in the moment. Right. And we talk about this in the Worship Leading Podcast mm -hmm. of Prophetic Ministry. There is a big difference. Both are equally important, but there is a difference between spontaneous and prophetic. Right. Um, so I love that you've actually described that. I want to be practical for musicians who are listening. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, I think that this is an area I'd like to grow into and like to develop. How can they prepare to minister in this space? And if you can talk practically and spiritually. Sure. Um, well, practically, you have to be so comfortable on your instrument mm -hmm. so that when it comes to ministering to God and his people, you don't have to be stressed about getting it right. Yep. Um, yeah, nerves are obviously a natural part of life, and none of us want to end up on worship fails. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> but we've all had those moments. I know, 100%. <laughs> but if I'm too preoccupied with trying to remember what notes form which chord mm -hmm. or which chords work well together, I'll totally miss what yep. the Holy Spirit is saying in that moment. And, you know, the Bible makes no apologies about the fact that the musicians who were chosen to serve in his house were excellent at yep. their craft. Mm -hmm. So practically, um, practice. Yep. <laughs> you practice your craft, uh, yep. excel, you strive for excellence, mm -hmm. not for perfection, mm -hmm. but for excellence. Yep. I think that's a way of stewarding your gift. Um, spiritually, there's a, a few things that I believe will help musicians prepare, prepare to minister in this space. One is to grow in the Word yep. and read prophetic scriptures. Yep. Um, you know, you talked about um, reading and playing the Psalms. You know, 
Uh, it'll get in your heart and it will spring up in song. Colossians yeah. 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your mm-hmm. hearts to God. So grow in the word and then meditate upon the word. Yeah. You know, Allow the word to permeate your heart. Don't just rush through your Bible reading. Sit and be still and allow it to settle. You'll never hear the melodies of heaven amongst the noise of the world. So good. And so take a moment. uh, Don't rush that process. I think develop a hunger for the prophetic Mm -hmm. as well. What you're hungry for will be what you eat. Uh, Obviously, you're listening to this podcast, so you're doing that already. But desire spiritual gifts. Read books. Listen to prophetic voices. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I said earlier, come under authority. Come under prophetic authority as well. And to lead prophetically, you have to live prophetically. You know, it's not something that you just turn on once you're on stage. Uh, change the way that you prepare for Sunday. Yes, obviously learn the songs, but mm-hmm. practice the presence as well. Uh, and don't just limit your prophetic gifting to when you play. Yep. Encouragement is the simplest form of prophecy, yep. right? So be an encourager. Yes, so good. Um, and so uh, make it more than just about what you do on stage as well. Brilliant. Another thing I'd like to throw in there is uh, if you want to be a person who operates in the prophetic, value it in your own life. So if you, often musicians who are uh, playing on platforms in churches will receive prophetic words because they're in the prophet's face. Yep. So if you've got a guest ministry coming through your house um, who's prophetic, often you'll, the worship leader and the musicians will receive the prophetic word because they've been right in front of them Right. while that person's in the atmosphere of the presence. I want to encourage you to steward well God's words into your life because the way you value the prophetic in your life and the way you 1 Timothy 1.18 war with it will have a determining factor to how people receive your prophetic ministry, whether Mm. that's on your instrument or not. Another practical I'd like to give people today is musical Ignatian meditation. Mm. So Ignatian meditation is a way of taking a small portion of scripture and then letting the scripture read your life, Mm. immersing yourself in it. So you use your sense. So, for example, you could take uh, Luke 11, where there's the description of Mary and Martha. Um, Judas is also there, maybe Luke 10, 12, 11, around there, where um, Judas is there. He sees Martha pour out the oil on Jesus' feet. So it must be 12 because it's after Lazarus has been resurrected. And Martha is serving again. Read those six to eight verses and then ask the Lord, Who am I in this? Am I Mary? Am I Martha? Am I Judas? Mm. Am I the crowd who's watching? Immerse yourself in the scripture. Ask the Lord to show you who you are and how he wants to minister to you. And then challenge yourself. If I was Mary, how would I play this passage? If I was Martha, how would I be playing? I reckon it'd be like, (laughs) if I was Judas, how would I be playing this right now? Stretch yourself to express scripture melodically and prophetically. This is one of the practical ways you can get the word on the inside of you and then express it out of you, which I think is really, really cool. Awesome. So I actually had an amazing story the other day, Joel, that Mm -hmm. I wanted to share with you before we finish up. So Adam Thompson, who's one of the writers of The Divinity Code, Mm. incredible prophetic voice here in Australia and also in the nations of the world, who's currently on 12 months of no ministry 
gone bush so that he can speak with the Lord because that's normal when you're a prophet. So yay him. But he happened to um, be back in his hometown and did this Zoom session with us. And one of the things he talked about was the song, I Could Sing of Your Love Forever, Mm. Delirious. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're going there, which is so well known. Um, He had a vision and in the visionary encounter, while he was in the bush, he's singing, I could sing of your love forever. And he's having an interaction with an angel. And the angel's like, oh, you know that song. He's like, yeah, I know that song. And he's like, cool, we've been singing that song in heaven for hundreds of years. Wow. So Martin Smith, in the writing of that song, heard a melody of heaven that's existed there for hundreds of years that we've only caught up, what, 20 years ago, singing it here on earth. We're going to get to heaven Mm. and we're going to hear songs that we've been singing on earth that were actually what heaven was singing over people. Incredible. And Zephaniah, Zechariah, talks about this, Mm. one of those Nias. Nias, good Lord, help me, Jesus, (laughs) about how uh, God is singing over his people. Yes. And so it doesn't have to just be um, prophetic in the moment that you never sing again as songwriters and musicians, we can capture the melodies of heaven, put it on the bride's lips. And one day when we get to eternity, we'll be like, whoa, mm. we sang that down there. And the angels will be like, yeah, finally you caught it. Yeah. What's your response to that story? Because I was wrecked. That's amazing. I, re- I remember hearing something similar. Um, and I'm probably going to get the names wrong of this. Um, so hopefully we don't get sued. But um <laughs> I, I think it might have been Israel Houghton talking about the fact that he felt one day God was prompting him to write a certain song mm-hmm. um, with you know lyrics and melody, but he parked it, he left it, he didn't mm-hmm. think it was anything. And then literally months later, I think it was Chris Tomlin wow. brought out that what? song that he was trying to write or but thought it wasn't any wow. good. And he felt God rebuke him saying, I gave you that song. Wowzers. But you didn't use it. So sorry, Israel, if it wasn't you, um, because I'm sure you're listening to this. But but it was more of the point of like God wanted to release this song on earth. He wanted his people in his church and his bride to be singing that song. Mm -hmm. And so he tried giving it to one person. They (laughs) didn't do it. So he gave it to someone else. And that's that thing. It's it's being sung in heaven. um, And God wants that his people Mm -hmm. singing those songs. We have to be willing and available to to hear those melodies, hear those lyrics, um, and release them on earth as well. Flip, I love that. That's got me pretty excited. Okay, where should somebody start if they want to make the transition from playing notes to playing the sounds and sights of heaven? That's my last question for you today. It's just a little one. Um, Well, I think the trap that most musicians who play in church fall into is one where the only time they play in worship is on stage. Mm Mm-hmm. or just to learn the songs at home. Um, and I, I know that because I've been there mm-hmm. um, too many times. Until you allow space and time for the Holy Spirit to minister to you through your gift, he'll mm-hmm. never be able to minister through you. So good. Um, so I would say submit your mind to Christ in worship. Become a funnel for mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. You know, a funnel doesn't have to do too much. It just needs to remain open. Yep. And whatever it's under will flow through. The question is, what are you putting yourself under? And remember that a funnel is just the tool. It's not the end product. Yep. Uh, the purpose of a funnel is to get the product from A to B. Uh, what's important is what's flowing through yep. it. And what's also important is the the 
purity of that funnel, mm-hmm. the the cleanliness of that funnel. Because yep. if it's if it's bunged up with rubbish, then yeah. that's going to pollute whatever's flowing through it mm-hmm. as well. So, I like to think of that that illustration of a funnel is what am I putting myself under? Um, what am I allowing to flow through? me mm-hmm. um, in order to minister in this space. So good. We're actually going to finish this second podcast by actually doing an activation. But Joel, I want to thank you for who you are, what you bring to my world and the world of so many people. You are a prophet and I know you're growing in believing that. <laughs> you're a gift to this house and to our world. And so to finish today, I'm going to use some of your beautiful music to guide musicians into an encounter where they ask for the 1 Corinthians 12 spiritual gift of prophecy in their musicianship. So would you stay with me while we finish the second part of our prophetic musicianship podcast? Will you stay with me? Yes. All right. I thought you'd already tapped out. (laughs) Give me a sign of life, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to enjoy some of this music for a few moments, and then I'm going to talk you through an activation. Breathe in and breathe out. Slow down your breathing process. Breathe in peace and breathe out stress. See Father God receiving you as he receives a child or maybe as he received the prodigal son. Rest in this image and allow your awareness of God's presence to become tangible. In this place of rest, remind yourself that he is a father who loves to give good gifts to his children. He especially loves to give gifts that build his church. Repeat these phrases after me. I pursue love today. I ask for the spiritual gift of prophecy. I ask that you would teach me how to play and express musically what you are doing and saying. I break agreement with fear of the prophetic. And I gratefully receive the gift of prophecy. I declare that this gift will change my worship ministry first to God and to his church. Now enjoy a few moments in his presence. Well, thank you once again, Joel. 
for joining us today. I would love to hear how people have enjoyed that activation, what God's spoken to them. Would you love to hear it too? Absolutely. You are still here. It's not fake. thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome, friend. So thank you for joining us today for this episode of The Prophetic Collective. Next week, we're going to talk about all things prophetic production, from audio to lighting to cameras and all that's in between, most of which I don't understand, but it's going to be good. So join us and make sure you let your friends know to join us as well so that we can all start to grow in the prophetic together. I would love to hear your stories, so please share the love on social media and tag us at Stacey Hillier and at Joel R. Field. R. Field. And at Numa Church. Hashtag Prophetic Collective and make sure you hit subscribe so that you can access these episodes as soon as they are available. Please leave us a review as this helps us get the word out and to build our little community. I can't wait to join you next episode in this community that we like to call the Prophetic Collective. Until then, remember to stay cool.